forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Paul! Woo! All right. Uh, The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. Paul. Oh, beautiful shot, Michael. Hello, and welcome to Literati, a comedy podcast about books and the idiots who write them. We will get to the podcast in just a second, but right now, Colin and I are just blowing off some steam the way we always do. <laughs> By taking turns, tossing books of poetry into the air while the other one shoots them with a shotgun. Howl by Allen Ginsberg. Oh, motherfucking pull. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, now I've got the collected works of Emily Dickinson. Pull. Okay, you got all of that one, buddy. Now, I got to say, it is a bit tricky shooting poetry uh, with guns while we're inside the Forever Dog studio. We have blown a lot of holes in the walls and ceiling and destroyed some pretty expensive recording equipment. But the police asked us to stop doing it in the streets, so here we are. Live or Die by Ann Sexton. Pull. Nice. I like it. We both take a good, healthy beat to wait after cocking it to <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, that's good because yeah. we got you. Got to really set your sights on it. Okay, I got Absolutely. another one. New Hampshire: A Poem with Notes and Grace Notes by Robert Frost. Paul. <laughs> Nice. Wow. Woo, baby, that is long gone. All right. I think that's enough shooting classic works of poetry for now. What do you say we go ahead and start the show? Hey, that sounds good to me. Welcome to the podcast, dear listeners. We're your hosts reminding you, as always, to be well and be well read. Mm. (laughs) All right. Now, let me check in with my co-host, Michael how are you doing today, old friend? Colin, I am great. I got into a fist fight earlier this morning, and I have just been buzzing ever since. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Michael. I am doing so good. And as a matter of fact, I have something here that I am so excited to share with you. Oh, wow. Um, but I got to say, no, thank you. Hard pass. I don't want any of your old meatballs up. But no, not that. That's that's all mine. Okay. Uh, no, what I wanted to share with you was this really cool app I stumbled upon. Uh, it's an app called uh, This Day in Literary History. Okay, I'm listening. This sounds right <laughs> up my alley. Yeah. So all you do is you just download the app, and then you can type in any date you want, and it gives you a fun fact about literature that happened on that very day. Okay, that sounds neat, like a fun educational tool. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it could be fun to try it out on the podcast, so why don't you kick things off and just give us a date? Oh, just any random date? Yeah, any random Uh, date. Okay, how about July 2nd, um, 1961? Okay, great. So let me just type that in, July 2nd, 1961, and boom. On July 2nd, 1961, Ernest Hemingway, the Pulitzer Prize-winning author of The Old Man in the Sea, committed suicide by shooting himself in the head with a double-barreled shotgun. Oh, God. Oh, oh That's a little grim. Oh, uh, I mean, I, that is a literary yeah, fact. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it definitely it happened on so that tragic. day. You know, okay, why don't you, let's try another one. Uh, 
Oh, why don't you give me another date and I'll just plug it in? Sure. Okay. How about March twenty eighth of I, I don't know, uh, nineteen forty one. Okay, great. March twenty eighth, uh, nineteen forty one. On March twenty eighth, nineteen forty one, Virginia Woolf, author of Mrs. Dalloway, drowned herself by filling her pockets with stones oh. and walking into a river. Her body was not found until the eighteenth of April. Yikes, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, that's sad. That's sad. Uh, yeah, it's really sad. Uh, maybe, also, what a way to go. I know. Uh, maybe we try something more modern, yes. like closer to now. That was, everybody was yeah, dying in I the know, river back I know. Then. It was, I don't know. So, uh, okay, I'll pick one. How about, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, September 12th, uh, 2008. On September 12th, 2008. David Foster Wallace hanged himself from a rafter in his house. Okay, Colin, uh, is this app just full of dates when authors committed suicide? No, I don't think it's supposed to be just that. I think it. I think it's just the dates we're choosing. I mean, it's supposed to be like fun literary facts that happened on whatever date you type in. Are you sure? Maybe it's some some sort of like twisted morbid app, like a cool haunted Halloween day of authors no, I, dying. No, I really don't think... Like, check out the description, okay? See right here, it says, This Day in Literary History, a fun educational app where you can learn what major literary events happened on any given day in history from around the world. And okay. then, yeah, and then it even gives a bunch of examples. June 3rd, 2017, the Dr. Seuss Museum was opened in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, June 16th, 1924, was cited as being the first official Bloomsday, a holiday celebrating the life and works of James Joyce. And April 30th, 1859, the first installment of Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities was published. So, Okay, well, Colin, why don't we just try one of those dates? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right? yeah, let's we know what yeah, happened. Yeah, let's just plug in. Let's do the Dickens one, okay? April 30th, 1859. On April 30th, 1859, the first weekly installment of A Tale of Two Cities ran in a literary periodical entitled All the Year Round. Okay, yeah, see, it does work. Okay. So it's just coincidence that we're picking the dates that authors committed suicides? I guess so. Uh, let, let's try it again, okay? Tell you what, you pick the month and the day. Okay, February 11th. And I'll pick the year. Let's say uh, 1963. So February 11th, 1963, boom. February 11th, 1963, Sylvia Plath was found dead with her head in the oven and the gas turned on. Good God. Yikes. Jesus. Okay. Um, Colin, I'm looking at this app right now and the description says for ages 10 and up. Oh, kids shouldn't be hearing that. You know no. what? Let's, let's just try my mom's birthday. March 26th. Uh, 1969. Nice. March 26, 1969, author of Confederacy of Dunces, John Kennedy Toole, committed suicide by running a garden hose from the exhaust pipe through the window of his car. Oh, Jesus. My. Um, You know what? This one will be good. Let's try my mom's birthday. Okay. November 25th, 1971. Okay, here we go. November 25th, 1971, Hunter S. Thompson's most famous work, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, was published. Okay, see, now that's a normal, nice literary yeah, fact. And like, let's not forget that Hunter oh. S. Thompson died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head on February 20th, 2005. Okay, okay. that's enough, Colin. I'm yeah. sorry, this app is awful. Yeah, and there was a huge pause in there. Yeah, yeah. this, uh, whatever this app is, uh, speech to, from text uh, software is, like, way too dramatic. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. I, I It seemed like it was going to be a fun and educational app, but instead it's just depressing and honestly very insensitive. Yeah, I mean it feels mean-spirited. Why would you include the suicides in your catalog of facts? I mean I'm sure there were other great literary events that are of note on those days. You are 100% right. So let's give it one more chance and then that's it. 
Okay, yeah, just one last yeah. one to really seal it up. Okay, how about October 21st, 1969? Great. On October 21st, 1969, oh. Jack Kerouac died. Okay, here we go. Of yeah. internal hemorrhage caused by cirrhosis, the result of long-time alcohol abuse. Okay, that's morbid, but at least it wasn't another suicide. And while it wasn't technically suicide, you could definitely say Jack Kerouac drank himself to death. All right, that's in it. I think I think we get the point. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, I think we should just move yeah, on. Colin, is, wherever you found that app, don't yeah. give those people any money. You didn't pay for that, did you? It was that a free download? $50. Is that normal for no, an app? No, most apps are free. What? Or just have in-app purchases. Oh, my God. Can you you didn't, can well, I, that didn't come out of the literati fund, did it? It did. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, now we're about $1,000 in, in, in the red. Yeah, yeah. Well, you bought that... Uh, that sound effects, yeah. yeah, that cost a lot, and then it caught fire. You know what? Good thing is we have an amazing author with us here today. Yeah, who we'll is, talk to our accountant later. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure that out. But our author here today, we are so excited to have her. She is a world-renowned, very famous, and definitely probably isn't going to commit suicide for at least uh, a long time, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Not in this app. Um, the author of the hit book, Eat, Pray, Love. Please welcome Elizabeth Gilbert. Hello. Thank you so Hi. much for joining us. Thank we are so you. excited to have you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's truly an honor. I would say that you're by far one of the most famous people that we've had on the show. Absolutely. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, why? Because we're recording in uh, a closet? Well, um, I uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's a for, dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. The studio sort yeah. of screams... Um, no one famous has been here. Yeah, yeah and, and the door kind of screamed as I opened it as well. It was a little bit yeah, ominous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The building uh, has been what's called pre-condemned, um, where someone from the mayor's office came by and just said, hey, you're not condemned yet, but it's just a matter of time. It's not yeah. looking good. Yeah. Um, I got to say, Elizabeth Gilbert, um, mm. your book, Eat, Pray, Love, it swept the nation. I guess it did. I guess it did. People love it. And everybody's kind of having their eat, pray, love moment. You know, it's still in the zeitgeist, yeah. even though the book was it's ooh, came out uh, at least uh, five at least, years yeah. ago. Yeah, it came out a while, maybe a decade ago. But yeah. it's still kind of captured um, the minds and the hearts of, of the country. Mm. Um, so today, what, what have you got for us? So I am going to be reading the... Um, the first chapter of my book, okay. um, my new book, which wow. is actually a follow-up to my previous book called Big Magic, okay. which is about creativity. Um, mm. Yeah. Isn't creativity fun? Oh, Michael, <laughs> it's the greatest joy of my life. I can't get enough of this stuff. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. so this new book is a follow-up to Big Magic. Yes. Big Magic. Okay. Yes. I'll reveal the title. All right. Soon. Okay. Well, uh should we let you take it away? Okay. All the right. The floor is yours. Right. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, everyone. Enjoy. Hello. I am Elizabeth Gilbert, famed yet humble author of Eat, Pray, Love. I am here to read the first chapter of my book, a follow-up to Big Magic, titled Small Dick, Dealing with Life's Shortcomings and Coming Out on Top. When I was a little girl, I dreamed of being a writer. This dream has stuck with me for as long as I can remember. A constant companion, like a backpack that I carried throughout my adolescence into adulthood. There were times when the load was too heavy, that this dream was too big, too unachievable. But still, I lugged it on my back as I climbed up the mountain towards success. 
Yes, success is like a mountain. But what they don't tell you is that once you reach the top, that's where the journey begins. Did you know it's actually very hard to go down a mountain? It's hard on your knees. You have to keep yourself balanced so you don't slip. It's frightening. Especially when you spend your entire life in Tom's shoes, as many white women of my age and disposition are wont to do. And once you descend the mountain, you discover there, there is in front of you another mountain to climb. Or you may have left something at the top of the first mountain and need to go back and get it. Your phone charger, car keys, etc. So that's how I felt after Eat, Pray, Love was such a success. I was overwhelmed with fear. How do I top this? Is this the greatest thing I'll achieve? What do I do with all this money? But still, I had that backpack with me. My work as a writer wasn't done. I next wrote a book on creativity that I'm very proud of called Big Magic. The book explored the relationship between a human being and the mysteries of inspiration. It was also a success, which I absolutely could believe. After Big Magic, I felt an overwhelming fear again. I had written a memoir about my life, a, a fiction book about female prostitutes in the 1940s, you should check it out, as well as a sort of guide to living creatively. What other avenues had I not explored? I always feared becoming predictable as a writer, that my readers would be one step ahead of me and become bored. So I decided to delve deep into a vulnerable part of my life that I hadn't explored. My husband has a small dick. Let that sit with you for a moment. I'm talking very tiny. Shocking, right? A man born in Brazil whose family was so poor that he had to sell scrap metal and bones. This is true. In the movie of Eat, Pray, Love, he was portrayed by Javier Bardem, a man who we can all rightfully assume is well endowed. At the time that I met him, I was so desperate for love, for meaning in my life, that I did not care if he even had a penis at all. But once we moved from Brazil to New Jersey, I couldn't help but feel stuck in my situation. I refused to get another divorce because, frankly, that would be embarrassing. But the lack of pleasure I was experiencing was driving me mad. And I felt embarrassed as a woman who had traversed the globe, become friends with Oprah, etc. Now... Listen, I know I'm not the first woman to have a husband with an unusually small member. Many women have suffered in silence, feeling stuck. However, as Deepak Chopra once said, I'm not like other girls. And I'm not. I have learned in my life to bring the light into every encounter I have, and I have never strayed away from a challenge. I'm sure you'll recall that I gave up my life in New York to travel to Italy, India, and Brazil. That was really hard. So I decided to use this opportunity to use my passion, to use all the tools I had been stuffing my backpack with over the years to get creative with this tiny penis. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up, and listening through your app.
First, I wanted to dispel the stereotypes around small penises. In pop culture, small penises have been the butt, or, or should I say the penis, of every joke. However, I also noticed that very large penises were treated as sort of goliaths, untamable beasts that women are often intimidated or scared of. Bigger is better? I think not. I was able to release myself from the pressure and anxiety that modern beauty standards had inflicted. So first I examined, you know, why was this happening to me? Because as we all know, when your husband has a small penis, that is something that happens to you. For months and months after our marriage, we fell into a routine of making love after I did my daily writing of 10 pages. Soon I dreaded having to leave my laptop. One night I remember sitting in my bathtub fully clothed and crying, asking God, why me? I'm a best-selling author. Why can't I get properly railed? And after a few moments, I heard God answer me. He, because God is a man, of course, said, trust. Trust that this is the path you are on. So I do. I trust. It's a universal truth that nobody is perfect, as well as nobody is perfect. We can't expect others to have every single thing that we need. I also believe that everyone was constructed in the fine image of male God. This was all in God's plan, and I just had to trust that this is what he intended. Lastly, I turn to nature, as I often do. Let's look at the ant, one of the smallest creatures on this earth, and yet one of the most important, the power that the ant has. Many ants together form a sort of army, carrying food and other things around this doomed planet. Ants have the power to destroy a picnic, and a tiny penis can have the power to destroy my pussy. The ant is not an animal to be discounted or looked down upon whatsoever. I had been looking down on my husband's penis, even when I was looking up, but no more. I am writing now as a fully satisfied woman and still a successful author. So in this book, follow me on this journey of creativity, how I learned to deal with my given circumstances and make them work for me. Honestly, the secret is using, you know, several vibrators and dildos and such, but just read the rest of the book. Wow. wow. Thank you so much, Elizabeth Gilbert. My <laughs> goodness. That was incredible and very, very personal. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, for, I, uh, you know, we, we'd like to not mm. make a habit of interrupting our guests, but for mm. a second there, I thought I should step in and be, just make sure that you are reading a book and not like a journal or a letter to yeah. a friend or uh, yeah. a sister. Well, the book started as, you know, um, diary entries, text sure. to friends, and I kind right. of. And, and all great, uh, you know, art comes from personal experiences. Absolutely. Uh, Doesn't so, it? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. really yeah. does that we express ourselves in one way and then we think, hmm, maybe what maybe the text I just sent to a friend should also be a painting. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, a confessional writing is a style, you know, exactly. and it's it, people, you know, it brings the reader in. Mm. And yes. And they feel, you know. Tori Amos songs are pretty much just conversations me and my friends have set to music, it feels mm. like. 
So, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, this book is the sequel to Big Magic. Yeah. Yes. And it is called Small Dick. <laughs> yes. Okay. Big Magic, Small Dick. Yeah. And now, what in what uh, way would you consider it a sequel mm. other than just the, uh, sure. the big, small? Yes. Well, Big Magic was very much about, you know... Um, live how to live a creative life, sure, and just yeah. in your own, yes. you know, pursuit of your passion. Yeah, I love passion. Mm. Oh, don't we all? And I love this stuff. But then I thought, you know, what about you know? I was talking too much about the ethereal, you know, magic and space and time. But you know, what about when we have to get creative with our own lives? Mm, you what's know, right in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You know how how we dress, how we eat. You know how we how we have sex. So wow. I thought to attack it from that angle. So like not only is there is there beauty and art in trying to compose a story, but there's mm. also beauty and art in washing your hands. Oh, yes, absolutely. The day to day, the mundane could be. Oh, elevated. my gosh. Washing my hands. <laughs> I wish someone would record it. It's beautiful. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's I rarely do it. OK. Uh, well, I, that, that your hands, they look. Yeah, they look not well. A few flies. Yeah, but I thought that was part of the studio aesthetic. Yeah. You know what they say is that our hands are cleaner than water is. Water's dirty and by its nature. Who says Same that? people yeah. who say that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth. Same people say, okay. Oh. It comes from the same okay. thing. What I'm thinking is my hands are, I know where my hands have been. I don't know where that water's been. Mm. That's what true. What if it's coming from a dirty river? Yeah. True. When I was in India, the mm. water was... Not clean. Okay. So would I stick my hands in that to try and clean them? No, but I will no, no. rub them against my jeans. Mm. Okay. So I know where my jeans have been too. Mm. Have you heard the th- where people put uh, their jeans in the freezer and that's supposed to clean them? Have you heard of that? Never. Never? I have someone, heard of that and I told, told me it that, to someone and they laughed at me. Supposed to clean them? It kills I don't the, it would shrink them. It, ki- <laughs> it, it kills the bacteria that's on it. Mm. But it won't get like Dirt or it does not ketchup take the stains dirt off. or mustard stains. And it doesn't stains. really help because the minute you take them out, the bacteria just thaws out and comes back to life. Oh, it's just, it's like mm. little bacteria ice cubes But Colin, in my Colin, pants. Colin, we are on a tangent. We should stay focused. Mm. Elizabeth Gilbert, oh. how should we clean our jeans? Um, you know, I, I love the laundromat. Okay. That's okay. where you really can observe people. So okay. just a classic. See, Colin, get back out there. Okay. Colin's yeah. a bit of an agoraphobe, mm. um, which I can see that in 2019. Yeah, it's not something to be proud of. I've told him he's got to get over this and oh, be accepting yes. of agora. I I do bring it up in conversation, and then I go like, eh? like mm. I'm waiting for people to compliment me on it. I do <laughs> think it's something to be proud of. It's really not. Okay. Mm. And if anything, it's an intolerance that you have, and I think you should be more open minded. Okay. But mm. that being said, um, we've each had our mountains that we've had to climb. Mm. Uh, and it is, I think you're right that this success is, is, is going up the mountain. You think, oh, this is going to be great. But what are you going to do? Live at the top of the fucking mountain? <laughs> Absolutely not. They're, they're notoriously small. Yeah. Not a lot of uh, square footage. The I mean, mountain gets smaller as you go up. I yeah. mean, that's why, uh, unless you're Gwyneth Paltrow in the Hollywood Hills, it's pretty hard <laughs> to live on top of and that mountain. I, I will just say, uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, your experience as a successful writer has mm. uh, that it that it must have been like climbing a mountain if if that's what you're saying your experience mm. has been but for me i feel like success at least in my life has been more like falling in a ditch and then trying to climb out of that 
Mm. Does that ring true? I don't know if that anyone else has had that experience. I mean, that's how often that's what people feel when they have been born into, you know, poverty or, you know, bad circumstances already that they're already starting below. Oh, yeah. Mm. But I, I definitely fell in. Colin into started my, from a pretty OK yeah. place. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely fell into and a And there were hole. a lot of signs saying, hey, oh. heads up, ditch here. Yeah. And, and I he fell just ignored in. them. Yeah. And then now I feel like I'm trying to climb my way out. So for me, success is sort of like um, climbing up into a tree house, finding out that there's people in there already. And then you got to hightail it out because what are you doing in the stranger's tree house? You know, and I don't I don't need any I don't need people asking questions. I just thought that this was a place that I could be. And I clearly I can't. Well, hopefully those people would be welcoming in some way to you. Nope. No. no. Kind of the opposite. Mm. Yeah, it, it is strange that, you know, you see a tree. Yep. Like this is in nature. Nature Nobody belongs to all tree. of us. Yeah. Am I right, Elizabeth? There? Yes. That is one of the most true things I've ever heard. Nobody right? owns a tree. Nobody, Nobody owns, owns a tree. tree. That's one of the commandments. Yeah. 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 That's why God put the snake in there because he was like, well, mm. hang out. Hang, hang out. You can have a little apple. You can have a snake. It's everybody's. Yeah. You don't own that tree. Now, um, I want to say you brought up. Uh, okay. Let's just get right to it. Your yes. husband's got a tiny dick. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, and no, for it, such a small dick, it's the elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's very oh, funny, Colin. Gosh. That's very funny. Could we do it again and maybe I say that? Because I kind of like to. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and then you'll just give me credit for saying it the first you time. You just after. try and find something else oh, that feels more you. Because that felt like a very me joke. Oh, yeah, sure. You want to yeah, go you for know, it. You know, for your husband's dick being so small, it's kind of the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that got uh, a bigger funny. laugh. Yeah, the time. I, okay, I well, only yeah. said it once. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have so many questions. Yeah, um, I saw you both jotting down notes feverishly yes. as I was reading. Well, and a lot of drawings too. Some of these are drawings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you uh, heard us snickering during it, we were, well, we were doodling what we imagined. We're making a comic book about our lives. Okay. Um. So you said one mm. divorce is fine, but two. Yeah. Now. Why is that? I, I feel like it's uh, if you've been divorced once, that just opens the floodgates. The True. second one should come even easier. Yes, but with it comes, I think, a shame because it's so easy. You know uh, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, of course, it's easier. But then but you're like, well, it, one, you know, it's it's easy. Yeah. Divorce is easy to me now. I'm an you've easy. You've done it before. I mean, you know, when people, I'm an easy lay. No, I'm an oh. easy divorcee. You don't want that to be your reputation. No, that it's easy to marry not. you and divorce you. Because yeah. then all the guys will be doing it. <laughs> absolutely. I totally get that. Got okay. lots of letters. People just trying to, trying to wedge you. Yeah. And then really tank the marriage. Yeah. Because you want to be the person where it's easy to marry you and then impossible so, to get yes. there. You don't want it to be easy for them to walk away yes. or for you to walk away. You want to Yeah. Um I had another question. So the excerpt you read us was mm. this the prologue was this chapter 1? Yes. Um, Cuz it started with a kind of a very general recap of who you are and what you do and I love that. And yes. but I also was just like where does this come in the book? Because it's rare yes. that so many memoirs would begin with like a hey, just heads up, here's where I've been. Yes. Yes. This is the first chapter. Okay. Um, I love that. It, it isn't. It, it, I haven't um, named the chapters yet, so mm. I might call it like before chapter one. But this is the first. <laughs> okay. This is the first thing you'll read. I, I, I don't want to like. Uh, I mean, well, I'll just give you a suggestion if if you want to take it. You could just make this the about the author. 
And then, and then where we, where instead of before chapter one, have you, ha, I just, have you written a book? No, that's oh. a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Well, I just, I just wanted to know where you were coming from yeah. in terms of experience. I, I should also say, I guess I should preface any advice I give with do not take sure. my advice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know about a, you know, a three page about the author. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That should Colin usually fit page, on a book yeah. jacket. That yeah. being said, the books that Colin has designed have mm. very long jackets. Oh, um, it's like. Coattails. Yeah, something like you'd see like someone formal. in Soho wearing. Yes, yes. Well, I'm having Oprah do the forward. Um, oh, wow. That's yeah, a good yeah. get. Yeah, we're Oprah Winfrey? Winfrey. Okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I didn't want to assume. Do you guys live in this closet? Uh, I like I I like to spend as much time as I, I'm kind of a the like the equivalent of a homebody, but in a closet. And I live in the hallway. All right. All right. But Go. that being said. This podcast is free, so okay. If that entices you to not leave right now, no, no, I love to. I love to hear myself talk, so oh, I will not leave. Thank God. Um, I just want to say also, so refreshing to hear someone proudly exclaim that God is a man. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's a belief that you know, all, all us and our listeners. It just makes the most sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever feel the need to kind of explain it or go into it because um, it is what it is. And your yeah. faith is very personal. And speaking yes. about personal, writing a memoir is difficult, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I've never given birth, but <laughs> I don't need to. I, I, these books <laughs> are like your children. Yeah, absolutely. But it must be tough because where is the line of telling your story and then spilling someone else's secrets. Yes, yes. I that's been a big um contention between of my editors of and also, you know, my husband's friends and stuff. You know, people are like, you know, does is he against this, etc. Right. But my husband is happy to be written about any any time. Really? Oh, okay. Um like I said he grew up from a very poor family, scrap metal, bones. Um, mm, a lot that's really true. And he's just happy to help me, you know, feed my creative soul any way that he could. Um, what does he do now? He, um, builds things in our backyard ah, and he cooks, oh, the most amazing, uh, paella wow. and, um, he'll rub my back. Well, that's yeah. the big three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to have a hobby a yeah. culinary desire yeah. and then the touch. Yeah. And he doesn't mind. He does not mind you writing about his small. I no. want to call it a penis, but I'm going to stick to dick because. That's yeah, that's yeah. the title. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I end up using almost every word um, for penis in the book. But right. I think, well, what's interesting is that, you know, I, I, I do talk a little bit about my personal experience, but then I really delve deep into, you know, other, you know, f physical um, obstacles and um, of his or um, his, my own. Oh. You know, I it's a long book, um, so I do I go into lots of other things. Um, you know, the small dick is just just the first um, ripple in the pond. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, we don't like to you know spoil things for the audience. Obviously, sure. we want people to go out and read your book. But mm -hmm. like. What kind of stuff are we are we talking about? Are we getting into your husband's calves? Are uh, we talking about his like? Does he have those like nice sexy veins that come down mm. on the neck? Or well, um, I mean those are those are all nice. Um, yeah. But oh no, yeah. I I I, I spent a chapter talking about my um, my cousin's extremely annoying voice. Okay. The most annoying voice you've ever heard, 
and that you know, sounds like it sucks. And, ha- and yeah, it's it's all it's like almost dogs can't hear it. Mm-hmm. So I go into you know I talk dogs about dogs can't hear it. It's so high. Whoa. Yes. Oh, so wow. it goes because there's goes that thing powder, that humans goes, can't hear and, and dogs can dogs hear. Can. Even wow. higher up. Dogs yeah. can't even hear it. Yes. Shit. So, so you off of the the great success you had with Eat, Pray, Love, mm. and then the successful follow up with Big Magic, mm. you've decided to use this success in your platform to basically just call out. Uh, uh, really, just spill the shit. Yeah, on, on uh, friends and loved ones. Yes, uh, it's kind of a tell-all. Wow. Should we kind of go around and talk shit about people in our lives? Oh, I can. I. I mean, I could. I have a few. Okay. Things. Okay, great. Okay. I mean, I I think that would be really fun because I, I would love to have the advice of a memoirist who can take it from, mm. oh, I'm just gossiping about somebody who's annoyed me to, no, this mm. is something that could be published and make me actually very famous. Yes, because you can take the things in other people that annoy you and creatively deal with them in order to make your life uh, more full. Because wow. uh, Michael and I have given advice before. We have a uh, uh, lot of writing advice. And one of our pieces mm. of advice is how to write a memoir without stepping on any toes. Mm. But we haven't had much luck with our memoirs. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's time we go the other way and start yeah. stepping on some goddamn toes. Yeah. If yeah, you want to make an omelet, you've got to break some toes. At least three eggs for yeah. a good omelet. Okay. I guess I'll start. Okay. Um, I'm pretty pissed because uh, I was hit by the B-62 bus pretty hard a couple of times in a row and I'm beginning to think that it's not an accident because I'm on the sidewalk and it's hopping the curb hitting me and then the doors open smack me in the face everybody gets off walks over me and then I can barely get on in time so I end up getting my arm stuck in the door it brings me up to green point the door opens I fall out and that sucks yeah interesting and so I just want to call out the B62 bus and the driver for just being a real asshole you see me you definitely see me I'm wearing my neon jumpsuit and it's got to be hard to tell for you because you're on the sidewalk and and they do sometimes they sort of like the bus, the, driver the, street, they, make, yeah, the they, bus driver makes eye contact with me and starts licking his lips. And does that thing from mm. uh, from Meet the Parents. The yeah, the Robert two fingers to the one like, thing. I'm watching you. Yep. Do you see what I'm doing? Yeah. Okay, it's the thing from yeah, the just movies. From, for all the listeners who can't see this, Michael is pointing at his own mm. eyes, and then he points at the eyes of whoever he's looking at. Yes. Yeah, we're all it doing it. Kind of, yeah, we're all doing connected. it. Uh, and there is, there is that moment where I'm like, oh, they're just pulling up to the curb, but then... They yank. Yeah. They they really quickly yank um, the wheel. <laughs> they so this jank has happened right multiple times. It's happened every day for six months. Wow. And you are wow. sure you're on the sidewalk. I'm so far on the sidewalk. I actually this morning it happened. I was still in my apartment, wow. and the oh. bus slammed through the apartment. And I'm on the second story. Interesting. Oh yeah, because I was gonna say if it seems like a re- a reoccurring thing, you know. Changing up the pattern or, you know, doing, because insanity like is doing the same thing over yes. and over again and expecting a different result. Exactly. And it's also when you eat bugs. Those yes. are the two definitions. Absolutely. So, Elizabeth, how would I turn that from just a sad thing that happens in my life to art that people love? Well, um, I, I do follow, you know, a lot of uh, comedy and oh, wow. it seems oh. that that is um, what would what, what, what would one call a, a bit okay. um, where it's kind of something that. Um, hap- you know, people have bits that reoccur. Oh, we so don't this bus know. driver is just doing a joke? Like, uh, he's, he's, he's doing a, a bit at us? Well, I'm saying you, we can, know you Joe can, Rogan, make a, but that's about you it. can make a bit out of it. Oh. Or like, okay. I, the only thing is, I'm... Uh, so I used to be... Um, 
I used to be the guy who would write the captions for the family circus cartoons. Uh huh. Oh, that was. But you. I got fired for too much hate speech oh. and not bad hate speech. It was against white people. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's the I would say that's the best kind. <laughs> anyway, I got fired. So I'm not really trying to do comedy anymore. Okay. I'm trying to like be a Faulkner kind of guy. OK. Does that, so that resonate? What, what does that mean exactly? Be a Faulkner? Just taken seriously or? or? I want to be taken so seriously <laughs> that if I'm assigned in college, half the class won't read me. Mm. Oh, <laughs> So mm. like I but I do like the the comedy angle of like, OK, there's something recurring. Maybe is it like yeah. this? Um, the misery of having something happen over and over again and being trapped within this exit. Maybe existence is a joke, kind of like life's oh, yeah. a joke. Absolutely. Like, like life is just a big fat joke. Yeah. And the only one who's <laughs> laughing is the Joker. <laughs> that trailer came out. Oh, so yeah. We try not to date the podcast. <laughs> so the trailer came out sometime in. 2019. Yeah, and maybe now they're they're probably making a sequel this, or like a Elizabeth, reboot. This isn't going to come out for a year. Oh, okay. This we got to shelve this one. Got it. Because we're we just got the word that Forever Dog is kicking us the fuck out. <laughs> so we're going to try to find a new. We're going to Headgum. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of them. So uh, okay, maybe we got to find a better network then. But I would say, I mean, mm. I also would say maybe you should just move, or or not take the bus. And kind of let and see where that what what direction that takes you in your life. Okay, so not everything has to go into my writing. Maybe if some things are physically killing me, I could just try and avoid that. Yeah. Okay, I could start taking cabs again. (laughs) Oh, and then, you know, that opens up a whole world of, you know, your cab drivers and the conversations. That was the first time I got kidnapped was in a cab. Oh, what what was what were the other times Uh, in an Uber? And in one of those, um, what's it called? A taxi. Okay. And taxi is sure different than a cab. Is it? Is it? I don't not? know. I live in New Jersey. Okay. Oh. Hmm. And and you're. I thought they were different, but maybe they're all the same. And you're positive they weren't like, you know, like when they released you, so it Colin, wasn't what's the destination one that, that you uh, had no, asked them to take you to. Definitely not. Okay. Because there were people who put a bag on my head. Uh huh. They thought oh that. Yeah, they thought that I was. Um, Javier Bardem. Oh, and amazing. they were going to ransom me. And then oh. they took the bag off and they were like, who are you, you ugly piece of shit? And you're, like, and they hey, left you're the one home. kidnapping yeah, me. I was like, you guys do. Anyway, Colin, um, who's somebody you want to talk shit about uh, oh, okay. and dish? Uh, and then we can turn that into really good writing. Yeah. Uh, so I feel good about my. Now, good. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, that's that's good. It feels cathartic for yes. you. Yeah. Right, so honestly, I want to shout it from the rooftop. I get hit by buses. So what? And kidnapped often. Yeah, and that just that, whenever I get into a car that I'm paying for. Okay, but so I guess uh, you know how I have a tendency when cooking to start a lot of grease fires in my yes, house. Yes, that's yeah. your signature style. Yeah, uh, so it gives his food a really good hot, greasy taste. Yep, uh, you've got to try his grease, and his th- food. those are some of the stains I'm trying to get out of my jeans. We'll get back oh, to that later. Sure. I'm putting them in the freezer. I thought uh, it was something. He else. just did a comedy callback. <laughs> So oh, I missed it. Oh, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. That's it wasn't okay. worth it anyway. Hey, none of us are. We're no Joe Rogans here. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm starting a lot of grease fires, and uh, so I need to call the fire department. Okay. a lot. Sure. And they've started. When I call them, they're now pretending like I have the wrong number. 
they hang up on me or they'll show up at my place. They'll see it's me and they'll be like, oh, they're giving you the slip. Yeah. And it's really I'm getting tired of moving I because I have to keep moving apartments because they burn mm-hmm. down because mm-hmm. they're and they show up to the next apartment. And they're like, you again. Yeah, we'll be back. We got to do uh, this other fire. We got to take care of. Right. And mm. it's really getting annoying because I can't move again. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, That's tough. Uh, I just want to put uh, the New York Fire Department on blast yeah. uh, and say, put out the fires I start in my apartments. It's literally their job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Elizabeth, do you have any thoughts on how this could become a best-selling memoir? Because I have a big one. Well, when you said, you know, the phrase, you again, you know, that made me think, you know, if you are going to be moving often... That's a chance to, you know, reinvent yourself. Oh, sure. Can be a different person each time. And and, and it would be interesting to see how does that person start a grease fire oh. as opposed to the last. So wow. so t- uh, take it. Little fires uh, yeah, everywhere. Reinvent <gasps> yes. myself. Okay. Mm. I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to call this this memoir House of Fire. Here's my mm. suggestion. Uh-huh. Pretend to be a fireman. Oh. Okay. Go into their ranks. Mm. Plant drugs in their lockers and really mess up all their tubes of water. Okay. Like put knots into the tubes that the water should Okay. Have. Hoses. That's the word. Yes. Hoses. Yes. So well, we're not, we're not, we, we don't work for the fire department. You don't need to know oh, all the lingo. No. Tubes of water. I knew what you were talking about. And then you can tell this story, you know, like when Huntress Thompson hung out with the Hells Angels. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And then he, he shot himself in the head. I guess Much later, so, though, he yeah, shot himself yeah. in the head when George yeah. Bush was reelected. Oh, um, but he also hung out with the Hell's Angels. Mm. Thank God we had that app to educate us. Yeah, yeah. I think we all learned a lot, but it was very depressing. So then you've got this amazing, like, here's the inside scoop of what the firemen mm. are really like, and I bet some oh. of them are jerks. Ugh. And you already know this, but now you you yeah. can do it as if you're this embedded jerk. Okay. Yes. So, everyone uh, loves an expose. So so if I wanted to call it something like uh, fear and loathing. On the trail, seventy-two. What, like, what would be my uh, my title for for this fire department one? Grease and leather. I was gonna say they did, we we didn't start the fire or something, hey. something like that. Oh yeah, so that's something like good. that. I like that. that song. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, and then you could do the whole first chapter could just be the rest of the words from that, but change to specifics mm. about your situation. It was always burning. Oh yeah, and it, and Since then the, the audio book could have that was, song, but yeah. with. The words, my, you know, specifically related to my experience. Yes. I love to plan the audiobook before I write the oh, book, actually. Yeah. You got yeah. it. A little insider yeah. That's why I, I was briefly writing a movie called Robot Fight. And we, the first thing I did was script the bloopers. <laughs> and we got a lot of good stuff. Oh, my um, gosh. Unfortunately, the movie never was made. <sighs> but you did do a, you did do like a spec, uh, spec video of just the bloopers. Of <laughs> yes, I spent yeah. about fifteen thousand dollars of your own money, bloopers, wow. of my own money, yeah. with me and my friends. The reason the movie couldn't get funded is because I ran out of toner in my printer, uh. and you know, so then who who's going to print the scripts? That's no, oh, I couldn't okay. send it to uh, you know any of the yes. big. You movie two have companies. very interesting lives. What do you mean? I mean, you know, you um, you said you get hit by a bus every day, kidnapped every time you go into a car that you pay for. You're starting Grease Fires. This is, you know, perfect material for books. 
boys. Our yeah. life? That's just my day to day. Yeah. But that There's is no unlike way they'll find this interesting. Any, it's unlike anything I've ever heard. Really? You Absolutely. think that you think that the general public could be interested in something like me setting fires in my house all the time. And Absolutely. Michael, me getting mistaken for Javier Bardem and getting kidnapped by the Italian mafia? Absolutely. That probably happens to everyone. I mean, you're probably just being nice. This don't probably... be idiots. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Thanks. I'm so sorry. I don't tell people this often. Yeah. I don't tell people to write books. I don't want more people writing memoirs, obviously. Okay. I want to be the, the memoirist of the times. Okay. Don't hit me, Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm sorry. But I got close. I'm sorry. Well, okay. But I'm just saying... I don't give out this, this these compliments often, and okay. you have to take them. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, that no, makes we'll sense. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, with we'll Oprah. Okay, shit. I guess we can cancel the rest of our podcast recordings and start writing the yeah. story of our lives. That's the the ticket. Okay, and I'm gonna make mine kind of focus more on this one time that I found a bed bug in my cereal. No, I just feel like there's something there that I could, if I could crack it. I I I've given you too much free advice. All right, people people pay to hear me talk. Okay. At colleges and such. Yeah, TED Talks. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I'll say to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. We just need to get some paper. Yeah. And pens. Toner. Toner. Gonna, that's going to set us back. And uh, to be honest, I'm pretty drunk. I'd say I'm near blackout. So I don't know if any <laughs> of this is going to stick. Yeah. But I well. want to talk. A little bit more because it sounds like you and your husband were able to find a way to make his tiny penis work. Yes. And I was going to say, you know, I have my own shortcomings, mm. my, my things that I have to deal with. Your, your things like your husband's. Your shortcomings no, no, is your about me. husband's oh. shortcomings. What? No For way. Example. Elizabeth Gilbert, shut up. You're yeah, perfect. You're, yeah. There's no way you have anything wrong. <laughs> Come with on. Don't you're literally me. glowing. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's oil. But mm. one of my breasts. Like, listen. Okay. Sorry. One of my breasts is much larger than the other. Oh. And many women deal with this. I'm not alone. But again, you have Deepak, to buy two Deepak different Deepak bikinis Chopra. and uh, cut them in half and staple them I together. Don't, I don't know how to swim. Okay, sorry. But I interrupted you. What I did, you know, because but it creates an imbalance when I walk. I mm. kind of walk to the, you know one side and I you know was sitting over I was like what's going you know how do I get myself back on you know mm. back in balance? But then I thought, you know what? This is my balance. This is my, you know, why am I defying my equilibrium by, you know, standards like, you know, so that's just another thing. So, I mean, you could some people like if they have one leg shorter than the other, they get uh, they get a lift in one of the shoes. You could you could just Um, walk around with like a a five pound weight in the the (laughs) hand of. Yeah. Of. uh, Not a bad idea. Put a small bag of rice in one bra cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And again, we're men, so this is your. Oh, but you know, I, run I with this. These are just the ideas. advice of men. I welcome yes. it. Like you know, just like more, like more pencils to put in my backpack. Oh, yeah. oh wow, <laughs> that's so good. I that for us specifically. Yeah, because I want. Uh, we want everybody to listen to us yeah. and to take our advice. Don't let anyone ever tell you that mm. white men. Have nothing to say. Okay? No, well, if we didn't have anything to say, would we have recorded almost 100 episodes of a podcast? Yeah, I don't <laughs> think if, so. And if I, if I didn't have anything to say, why am I saying it so loudly? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yes. But speaking of pencils in your backpack, yes. uh, going back to your husband's small dick. Okay. <laughs> uh, it seems like you found... Uh, closure with it because for a while it seemed like your your mentality mm. was 
I'm successful. I'm accomplished. I mm. shouldn't have to deal with a small penis. Yeah. Right. Did your husband and you ever try like a open marriage where or mm. uh, anything like that? Oh, um, no, I, I never thought of that. Hmm. To be honest. Feels like he owes it to you. Oh. He has such a small dick. Yeah. And yes. hold on. I'm and just getting unfair. out my notebook. Yeah. He was just like tracking up with bones and metal before he met you. Yes. Wait, yeah. Okay. You shouldn't have to have a closed marriage. Yeah. So an open marriage. So that would mean that I could. Means no rules. Yeah. I could, yeah. No rules? Well, I I'd say that he, he, his life pretty much stays the same except for the fact that you are now seeing other people whenever you want to. Oh, oh my gosh. I've, I've really never heard of this concept. I've been writing books, you know, for the past oh, yeah. 10 years. I, I only, You've been busy writing. Yeah, oh, I only, yeah. I only leave the house to, you know, walk with Oprah. Or, I think Oprah has one of these. And that's the lady from oh. the magazine? Yes. Okay. Yes. She started as a picture Mag- on a magazine. And okay. Then she became, she has she an open marriage? I Oprah believe so. She, it's called she, an Oprah marriage. Yeah, that's how she has Stedman yeah. and Gail. I hold on. I have to text her. Oh she, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely do. Fucking yeah. Withholding. There's that. tons of stuff, but also I guess what you're saying is yeah. size doesn't matter. Yes, and that seems like an easy conclusion, mm. but it took me a long time to figure yeah. it out. All right. I, it's something I still struggle with. Mm. I have the opposite problem as your husband. Mm. My penis is so big that it pretty much is unable to do anything. Yeah. And really, this is the sort of thing that people would wish for. But then for me, it's it's dangerous. Absolutely. If I ever get, quote unquote, aroused, I pass out. You had oh to gosh. have pants specially made that had a third leg. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it wraps around to the back. Oh, wow. It sucks. It stinks. It's just. You tuck it in your back pocket and it kind of looks like a weird denim, huge chain wallet sort it's of thing. It's freaky. Mm. Yeah. It's not good. It's not sexy. I can't have sex with anyone. But. But see, you, no, you're saying all the, all the all this limiting language. Yeah, it it can be sexy. You can have sex with other people. You just have to open your mind, take what the universe is telling you, and then the answer will be revealed. That's what the book is yeah, saying. Yeah, but to be fair, mine's pretty freaky. Do you have a picture? Um, no. But have you seen an Ouroboros, a snake eating its own tail? I actually was just looking at a picture. Okay. Just imagine that, but then there's a kind of pretty unattractive guy attached to it. Wow, Michael, I'm so sorry. So it would look like sort of like maybe you're wearing like like a like a one of those flotation donuts around your waist. Yeah, it's that, but also after I'm you know, I'm not a young guy anymore. My penis has gotten pretty tangled. So you ever Mm. see a picture of Medusa? Her head is snakes. I was also just looking at a picture of her. (laughs) Really? You got to be careful because that'll turn you to stone. (laughs) But my penis is sort of all wrapped wrapped up, tangled, kind of like Like, um, earbuds. Yeah, uh, headphones. Yeah, that you like drop in your backpack and then you like, uh, yeah, you leave them there for a week. And when you pull them out, they're all. It's all. But I will say, like those tangled headphones, is the universe giving you a puzzle to solve? So. I I wonder, you know, how you untangle that. And I huh. bet you can. You've gotten yourself out of, um, you know, many kidnapping situations. You've survived many bus crashes. Yeah. I think you can untangle your penis. I guess I am kind of a brave hero. And there is more to me than meets the eye. Mm. And yeah, sure, I get hit by a bus every single day. But that doesn't mean I can't untangle my own penis and find a way to use it for sex exactly. or something like sex. Exactly, exactly. 
And that that will be the name of your self help book is uh, Untangle Your Own Penis. Yes. Okay. I love. That. I'm excited. Now I've got something to do. Oh, not tonight. too excited with that tangled <laughs> penis. <laughs> oh. oh shit! This happens sometimes. Oh, uh, it caused. Oh no. yeah. Oh. He, it, sorry. All I'm, the blood goes to his the place. Yeah. I'm sorry. How long was I out? Not even a minute. <laughs> really? Or, or not even a second? I dreamt yeah. for what felt like a year. <laughs> what did you dream? Okay, so I Might started a, I started a small theater production company, okay. and we were doing Oklahoma, and we were traveling state to state. And then uh-huh. when we got to Oklahoma, they were like, "We don't need it. <laughs> we're here. We know. We know. Yeah, we know." And so then we went out of business, and most of the rest of it was just kind of paperwork and trying to pay off all the rest of the actors to kind of give them their dues. It wasn't a good dream. I was uh, stagehand. Mm. Oh, you! Oh, you weren't even in. I the... started the theater company, and then I got demoted to stagehand. Oh, wow. Okay. Any yeah. reason you were demoted? Yeah, I um was being inappropriate with the lights. Oh. So they were like, well, making shadow puppets on I the was wall, <laughs> making shadow puppets, <laughs> and I was touching them uh, when they were still on and burning Ooh. myself. And they were oh, like, "What yeah. the fuck are you doing?" And I was like, "I don't know. It's my theater." And you had that voice in the dream. I had too? that voice in okay. the dream. Oh. Almost sounds like my cousin. So, <laughs> Elizabeth, we like to end the podcast um, as soon as we can, but okay. <laughs> um, sometimes also we like to end with a fun segment, and then we couldn't think of any, so instead we do this segment um, called uh, Your Next Big Book. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's... Uh, the truth is we've been calling it something else we can't remember. I think it's mm. called epilogues. Yeah, mm. or... Yeah, I think footnotes. It, no, footnotes, no, footnotes is, the, is, our, the other is a different thing. Anyway, the fans love it. We love Your it so much. Book. We we for, we love it so much that we often forget that we do it at the yeah. end of uh, pretty much every episode. So okay. what we do is uh, we reveal the title and first line of the newest book that we're writing. So okay. it's just like a little teaser, a mini tease for the fans mm. to keep them listening and to just be like, hey, check out this on Bookshelf soon. But it's you. It's not me. I. Uh, it's us. And then if you've got one, I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. Um, like I said, I just gave birth to a book. But <laughs> you could I'll also see. like reveal like the last line of um, small dick if okay. you wanted. Whatever, whatever you do with this, what you will, okay, because okay. truly no one's listening anymore. All right. You guys go first. <laughs> so I'm going to I'll start uh, my book. Uh, I'm about halfway through it. <clears throat> it's called Screaming at the Sky. So this is the first line. Get out of here, you assholes, screamed Jacob at the clouds, who was pretty pissed because he wanted to just look right at the sun and there were clouds all in front of him. I'm burning my eyes today, so you better get out of here so I can really stare right at the sun and you're making that hard, he screamed up to no one. What are you doing there, mister? Said the little British orphan who had, who had climbed the hill to stand atop it with him. Uh, and then Jacob turned to the kid and said in a tiny, tiny whisper, me, <laughs> I'm just screaming at the sky. So that's the first sentence. That's the first sentence. Yeah. The first oh, one. Screaming okay. at the sky. And let me tell you, it takes a dark turn. <laughs> okay. So wonderful. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I can't wait to. Good. good. Check it out. It's that. coming yeah. to Kindle only in probably 12 months. Okay. Mm. Okay. I'll keep an eye out in 12 months. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so I guess I guess I'll go next. Please do. Uh, so the title 
of my uh, upcoming book is called Loving the Memory of Me. Mm. And so uh, I'm going to... This is I, funny because we've been talking about memoirs. Is this a memoir? It's it's uh, it's a... It's a... The main character is writing a memoir. Okay. Mm. Uh, but it's not a memoir per, per se. Uh, yes. and I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do the last line of uh Wow, that's this, a first. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a first last. <laughs> Michael, could I... Is there any way I could... Could I do that joke? Because I gave you the... I, I gave don't you the, think so. No? I pretty much killed it. Okay. All right, fine. Okay. So anyway, this is, the, this is the end of loving the memory of me. Well, I did it. I finally learned to love the memory of who I was. Now, what do you say, me? Why don't you get on over here and let's get busy? Oh, you are... Bad. And then it goes on from there. Uh, oh, you're gonna wow. have to, yeah. So the last line is, is the pr- goes on uh, from there. That's just kind of the beginning of yeah, the there's end. There's a lot of kissing okay. sounds written out. Wow. Uh, that sounds well. All I gotta say is I'm gonna need to clean my jeans. <laughs> put them in the freezer. After that. Mm. All right. Hey, put your f- jeans in the freezer, baby. Oh wow. Yeah. I thought of something. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yes. And then it, it's, and it's, it's yeah. something that uh, was already written. Yes, yeah, of course. You so, thought yeah. of something that you've yeah. written. You yes. just remembered of what you, a book, well, your new book. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think I, I've always had the plan to venture into um, picture books. Oh, oh wow! I'm kind of done with words for sure. Um, I hear you. And I'm have a, a picture book about a turtleneck, There's a turtleneck sweater, and there would and the first line I guess of it would be. It's not so easy being a turtleneck. Wow. Wow. No. And this is not. I feel, a, I feel very vulnerable. No, I'm sure. Normal that's writing sure. feedback. I love it. And yeah. two thumbs uh, way you, up. Were, you were talking to me about this, uh, this book before. You said the one thing you want to make clear is it is not a children's book. Just no. because it is a picture book about a turtleneck mm. who yeah. is the main character, yeah. it is not for kids. Yeah. I care about, you know, exploring all the different avenues of being an author, but I will never. Be a children's author. No. There's it's no the lowest f- no. form of writing oh, you can do. Absolutely, oh. and we have always said children shouldn't read. No, they should be in the factories working. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Books aren't for kids. No. They're for smart adults like us. Yeah. So. I couldn't agree more. I love well, to hear you say that. I love to hear Elizabeth yes. Gil- Gilbert say. No books for kids. Yeah. And just while we have a producer here in studio, we really got to make sure to use the search engine optimization. We got to make sure people know that Elizabeth Gilbert was on our podcast. Yeah. Because if people don't listen to this one, then we're fucked. Yeah. So yes. let's. I'll, I'll think about, you know, posting. Yeah. If you oh, could. What are your socials? About it, yeah. do you, are you a big Twitter head? Are you an Insta fan? Um, I, are you a Snapchat I, I, gal? Uh, no, no. Okay. I, are you I on do, Kick? What, what is What that? is Kick? Is that like TikTok? No, kick is, is I think it started as what uh, teen like uh, college kids would use, and then now I think to it's message just, their drug dealers. I right? think now it's all just drug dealers. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that's the one you're on. No, okay. you're a TikTok queen, aren't you? Yeah, yes, I am, self-proclaimed TikTok queen. Nice, <laughs> but um, on Instagram and Twitter, I believe I'm like Liz Gilbert or something. <laughs> but you know, you can look it up. Okay, because I'm real. Of course. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to give a big shout out to Roos, our only listener who's in San Francisco. Um, thank you for listening and, you know, tell 15 more people today. Um, and Elizabeth Gilbert, um, your works 
are incredible, and mm. this newest one is sure to make a big splash yes. with a small dick. And a table at the Strand. Wow. <laughs> we'll meet you there. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the end of that chapter. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.